Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, Gary Sharp. Wow. The Iron Horse is with us. How are you, sir? Good. Why wasn't this a reality show? I think there's more to this, this uh, this South Bend deliverance experience from you two. Oh, that's <laughs> not what it was. We all thought we were going to be kidnapped and lose a kidney uh, after we were looking for our car or Cranex car in the South Bend gravel parking lot, way, way, way far away from Touchdown Jesus. And this little guy named yeah. Monty and uh, his always short, a little guy named Monty. Th- he had yeah. a short he had a little short navy blue and gold short bus. But it said, oh, go man. Irish on the side. I'm not kidding. And yeah. and he's like, you fellas need a lift. <laughs> you know, Well, I, I tell you what, Schmitty, that would have been really, really good material for a new intro to this show. Like he's got the best quaff in radio and only one kidney. It's Chris Schmidt on Hale Varsity Radio. Yeah. That would have been good stuff. Well, quaff is on point. The quaff there's is there, there's really a good. few Husker yeah. fans that, that may need a new liver, Sharpie. My goodness, that was uh, a tough one last night. The uh, offensive execution will test one's patience. Nebraska fans are so good, though, with their football knowledge that <laughs> they um, they understand that it's it's a build. And that was a point rule made last night with, uh, hey, kind of enjoy the, the ride. Gertie certainly does. Uh, the German Shepherd is missing. Uh, yeah, missing for, for folks that aren't uh, for folks that are just listening right now, Chris is being uh, pretty much assaulted by his German Shepherd uh, live on the on the show. Gertie's, Gertie's think, a lot like the, the next door neighbor and in, in, uh, stepbrothers that have the German Shepherd. That's what Gertie is. She's the the kind of crazy rabid German Shepherd. But Gary, what a what a win last night for Nebraska, bud. Hey, uh, winning is hard. I know there's going to oh. be a lot of discussion. For until Northwestern about how that game looked, but but winning is hard, and you hope to get to the point where you enjoy winning so much you hate losing. Um, you know what? That game last night, if you're going to push your chips into the middle of the table after Michigan and say this, you're going to learn a lot about us on Friday night. You know, I think we learned that Nebraska is more competent at the top. They play hard. They are not a they're they're a three and three football team that last night against a team that is in their same neighborhood found a way to win and and I think that's what we probably have to reset a little bit this season as this goes along and I and I said this on my shows earlier in the week I think Nebraska is now playing in 12 silos this year because things have kind of been turned upside down with guys that they did not expect to be playing that all of a sudden are playing a little bit more Guys that are playing better than they thought, so now you got to find a way for them. So I think Nebraska will approach the rest of the season week by week in a silo. So we're gonna uh, we're gonna look at Illinois, and I don't think Illinois has much of a bearing on what's going to happen against Northwestern. Other than I think this team on defense, they play extremely hard, and they're smart, and they like playing defense. And the guy that's mm-hmm. designing the defense is showing that he can help you win football games and. While they work, you know, while they take care of the defense, they got to work on the offense. But I think it's week to week. But winning is hard, and they're three and three guys. I mean, 
They, they, they went on the road. They played two games in five days. They went on the road against a physical team that went up-tempo. The defense only allowed seven points against an offense like that. And they're 3-3 three and three this morning, and they've got six games to find three wins to extend their season. I'll, I'll take it, and I'll worry about the other stuff down the road. Mm-hmm. All right, we got a two-part question here, Gary. we got a question in the stream from a gray woman who asked, what is on Gary's hat? So you got to explain that to us right now. It is, is a, uh, it's a corn husk. It's okay. a corn husk, and then it says Nebraska underneath. It also kind of looks like somebody's given this symbol. Yeah, like so it kind of looks you know, maybe on maybe on the day where there's going to be a lot of this and this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Makes sense. See, how, it, how about wait, Nebraska? It, it kind of looks year? like the the handprint on Wilson from uh, Castaway, though. A oh, little bit. that's kind of oh, what I'm yeah. seeing on the hat. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. This could also be. We all need glasses. You never know. Uh, it could be. Well, I'm glad that you're wearing a Miami Wilson. I'm glad you're wearing a Miami Marlins hat. <laughs> Minnesota Twins. Honestly, I thought it was a Miami Marlins hat when I first saw it until uh, I looked it up and was like, oh, that's actually the Twins. So this is actually homage to you, Gary. I was trying to, you know. It's the Northern Star. It's the right. Northern Star Obviously. hat. Yeah. 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 The symbolism. Yeah. The star is north of the M. You see how they did that? Makes Since there's no hockey team there anymore, they've got a, yeah. Right. And it's, yeah. And apparently, yeah. And Minnesota is the only place you can see the Northern Star. So they're just going ahead and adopting celestial being, whatever. Um, all right. Gary, now this, this is the first team in a while, though. Just kind of dawned on me last night. Uh, bonafide lack of stars, especially offensively. You can't, it I feels like for a long time, you could point to a guy if like that. Hey, that's the offense. And if that dude's out, everything's over. You can't really pick out that guy at receiver. You can't really pick out that guy at running back. Same with quarterback. I, right? Like, and in that way, maybe it's kind of good, and it does engender maybe having a team-type mentality. Because if nothing else, that part appears to be better than, than I've seen it really since the Bow years. In terms of the nonverbals, the, the team seeming to rally around each other, seeming to like each other, seeming to fight for each other there. It just doesn't, you're not seeing clear signs of division or apathy or anything like that. At least it seems like that the team is pretty engaged yeah. and working hard. Now, whether that means they hold on to the damn ball is a whole different story, but they're, they seem locked in and they, but they just don't have that star to like depend on or to bail them out of anything. Right. No, I, I think that's a good point. And I will tell you, cause I've heard a couple of guys say this, um, is they trust the coaches they're playing for to put them in positions to be successful. Like they have their best interest, um, that they know what buttons to push. Like I'll give you a, a prime example. Everybody is – I want to go back to Sunday real quick after the Michigan game when Rule on his own, not consulting with his assistants because he caught one of his coordinators off guard that they were going to strap it up and go at each other. Um, he did that on his own, and it wasn't just good on good – he told the scout team, which should be going full speed, but they're still trying to give a good look to the offense and defense. He told the scout team to ratchet it up, like go full speed. And I don't care if you hit guys or whatever, but you play like you're playing on Friday. And so he's done a really good job of, of getting everybody like headed in the right direction. And I think his staff has as well. So guys don't guys don't second guess in the moment. Hey, why are we doing this? Now they've got they got plenty of things to clear up, and it would be nice to have a star on the offensive side where they could cover up some of your warts. 
But again, they're three and three, and they found a way to beat a team that you lost three in a row to. And you found a way on one side of the ball, guys. There are amazing stats from last night of, one, this is the first time going into a bye week. Nebraska's won a game since Riley was the head coach. But after that opening drive by Illinois, that defense just gobbled them up. You know, they allowed Nebraska really kind of to stay in the game while the offense was still trying to find their way and even even struggling at the end when they tried very, very hard to lose the game. Um, that defense was really good. So they complemented each other. It was a it was a Friday night Big Ten West game that Nebraska is the winner and they're three and three and now they got a bye week. But there's still a lot out there for their season. But you're, you're right. You're right, uh, Mark. They, they, they seem to be more of a team, and I think it's because they trust the football stuff that they're going to be put in the right position. It's Gary Sharp with us here, a weekend edition of Hale Varsity. And Gary, something I said about half an hour ago on this show that I want to get your take on is the fact that Nebraska's formula last night to win was great defense, ugly offense. And while that might not work in the Big Ten in 2024 and beyond, it's what's worked in the Big Ten yeah. for years and years and years now, and it's gotten a lot of Big Ten teams to six and six to a bowl game, that formula of great defense and an offense that just does enough. And that's what we saw last night. Do you think that is a formula that can get Nebraska to a bowl game in 2023 whenever you look at the next couple opponents on the schedule? Because Nebraska is going to have to be at five, if not six, heading to uh, the, that final yeah. three-game stretch. I want to get your thoughts on if what we saw last night is a formula that can get Nebraska to six or if there's going to need to be change between now and the end of October. Absolutely. I, I think they have a formula that can get them to six because I think I have a defense that's going to take a step back. And, guys, let's also, if you're, if you're in the first year and you're, you're not a well-polished football program, this schedule allows you to keep your head above water. Like, mm -hmm. the, the, the finisher of yeah. Maryland, Wisconsin, Iowa is really interesting. But now you've got Northwestern and Purdue, and you're coming off Illinois, and you're in a six-game stretch where you only went on the road one time, and that was last night. So I think the schedule plays into your hands if you take advantage of it. But certainly they can do this. I, you guys, offensively, they've got a lot of work to do. But they based a lot of the stuff that they were going to do around Jeff Sims, Gabe Irvin, and they aren't there, so they're adjusting on the fly. With a quarterback that I think, and, and I could be off, guys, I think they're still trying to figure out his skill set. Like, okay, do we try and make him do something here that he hasn't done? Or do we just – we use what makes Harburg really, really good? Um, because it's – you know, I think, I think he is what he is right now. And is that good enough? I will tell you another aspect of this football team moving forward is they got to get guys healthy. Um, just think. They played well defensively last night. They didn't have Reimer or Singleton. Marcus Washington's injury didn't look good. And that's a position you can ill afford to lose a guy – but maybe in hindsight it says, hey, Malachi Coleman, Doss, Lloyd, here's your opportunity that hasn't been there yet. I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a strange season that I don't want to overthink it because they're 3-3, three and three, and there's probably a lot of people that thought they'd be 3-3 three and three at this point. And, and, Gary, you made a point there, kind of that next-man-up mentality that Matt Rule's been trying to instill. We're going to see what the wide receivers can do with Marcus Washington not looking good for him. But a guy that really embodied that in my mind last night was Phelan Sanford, the man at the back of the defense, the pride of Binkelman, Nebraska. It feels like every single time that guy steps in between the white lines, he goes out there and makes plays. It was no different last night. What would you make of, of his performance from a next-man-up mentality? He just plays hard. He, you know, he finds himself in the right spot, and when he's there, he makes plays. You know, he's, he's not the biggest guy, but he plays hard. And that's, the, that's what I – guys, doesn't that stand out to you on defense is those guys play hard. I mean, 
Luke Gifford last night. Now, Luke Gifford is talented. I don't want to overlook him. But Luke Gifford played hard. Nick Henrich played hard last night. Whenever they put guys on the field defensively, it seems like they were going full speed. And he's a guy that is the epitome of that one of us who kind of leads that of, you know, I've been here for a while. I finally got my opportunity, and I'm going to take full advantage of it. Hey, I know I'm not Deshaun Singleton, but Sanford always seems to be in the right place at the right time. Gary Sharp with us. Weekend edition is here. Nebraska able to uh, survive Illinois 20-7. to And uh, your coffee half full, half empty. And I think <laughs> for a lot of us, the, the, it's half full getting a victory and, and finding a way to hang on despite those turnovers. And I go back to that because it was just a – it was a hard finish for Nebraska to, to finally ex- exhaust that. But – Sharpie, I know you you caught up with Coach Rule post game and just his comments, and, and you were able to kind of process them. And he, I don't think he's got the lipstick out to to try and put it on a pig. I <laughs> oh, think I thought you were. I think you were talking about his lips. Period. No, I was not going with the the lizard the lizard tribute. I was he not. He does doing that. like to lick those things, doesn't he? Yeah, I think it's pitching on some Carmex. No, I think it's a he doesn't do it like in a press conference or in a or like when he's speaking to a group. So I think it's a a weird quirk during a game. Hmm. I don't know if it's a nervous tick or something like that, but yeah, I like the fact that we're breaking that down, you know, (laughs) but only here. Yeah. (laughs) the the fact that he talked about kind of an enjoy the ride. Do you think do you think this team is is fully embracing that and they're 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 not caught up. You think they're they're too worried with with rabbit ears. He mentioned that. Worried about what folks yeah. are going to say if they screw up. Well, cuz they have past history. You know, here's the thing that I've like ruled this week was kind of interesting cuz guys, mm-hmm. don't you think that he hasn't done this, but there was a point this week that he wanted to open up the ghosts of football past at Nebraska. And he's been very good not to go there. But I thought he he tiptoed to the edge on Monday of a little frustration, but he didn't. So he is battling the ghosts of Nebraska football past with guys that are on this roster and getting him to enjoy football again, where football can be fun. Um, and and so I think he's, you know, I, I think that they're, they're in a good spot for 2023. Um, but considering everything that's gone on this year, you know, the opening game, some injuries, um, guys getting to know each other, things not necessarily working out. They have a couple of guys that, you know, they thought would be much better than they've been this year. And then there's guys that they didn't expect much out of that are performing. So it's kind of a – it's kind of a – what would you would expect out of a three-and-three football team, right? Mm-hmm. It's it, – it's, there's, there's one side that is really, really encouraging and gives you hope, and then there's another side that at some point they're going to have to carry their weight. But as a whole – they feel like a three and three team where they don't feel like a really, really bad three and three team. Not a great three and three team, but a nice three and three team playing in the Big Ten West. If that makes any sense whatsoever. No, it, it, it absolutely fits. And that's, you just described them perfectly where they've done some things on offense that give you hope. If you're a Nebraska fan, that, all right, turn the corner with X, Y, and Z on offense. And, and just be more consistent and, and don't be so turnover prone. Sounds simple. And then you know what you get defensively 
and special teams has has not been a complete cluster. I mean, they've been pretty pretty decent with coverage, and I know they're they're working on on being more efficient field goal wise. But no, it it is it's a, I say this a lot, but it's a tug of war, and that's what you're getting with that three and three. Yeah, they they I and this is for you guys. I mean, offensively, man, that's a chore. They they. Uh, if you're a coordinator or you're a player, you're in a weird spot because I don't know. I don't know what their pet plays are that they're like, OK, it's third down and three. We need this and we know exactly what we're going to get. I think the bye week is very important for that offense, because I will tell you another thing. One, considering wide receivers, it's time to move the track guys into playing college football. Um, number two is they got to start building depth on that offensive line. I mean, they they have some young guys, and they're about two to three years away from kind of making the transition to some older guys to some younger guys. But I think it's now start. It's it's about time to start finding out some depth on that offensive line, um, because I, I think some guys need a, a kick in the butt on that line to get going. You know, to be more consistent. Because we say this every week, guys. Those guys have played a lot of football together. A lot of those guys were together in the twenty-one Michigan game. We're now in 23 post-Illinois, six games into this season, and some of them are exactly the same. So it's the balance. Is it their coach? Is it them? I don't know. But I think in the, in the bye week, the, 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 it's time to start taking a look at building depth on that offensive line. You know, at the same time, though, Gary, I, I know what you're saying, and it's by f- you would expect a team, a, a Division One offensive line that's had this much continuity to perform better collectively, right? And you'd expect yeah. to see – you know, better pass protection and those kinds of things. But at the same time, in the run game specifically, you are seeing a little bit more carnage than maybe you've seen in the past. I mean, especially in the second half, they were they were knocking Illinois guys to the ground. Ethan Piper has now shown, at least individually, he's now shown that if if you pull him and you get him out into space, he's pretty good at targeting somebody in the open open field the good and, kind of targeting rid of them yeah, exactly sorry yes the legal kind of targeting uh you know he, he did that at the northern illinois game he was getting out and knocking a defensive back you know 15 yards downfield and it's been a long time since you have seen a nebraska offensive lineman outside of a camp jurgens be able to do that and he did it yesterday too to help spring harburg on his on his touchdown right after uh, i believe it was right after the turnover so you are seeing at least signs of guys maybe playing a little bit more loose, maybe playing a little bit less scared to lose, and you know creating con- the havoc that isn't you need this, in the run game. Isn't this conversation, though, guys, about the offensive line? You're right. So I'll give you an example. So there was a, a play. Um, it was one of Grant's longer runs where Piper and Scott did a good job of double-teaming down on Newton. Mm-hmm. But then the next play – they completely whiffed on him like they hadn't played football before. We're just yeah. this is the thing about it, it has to be consistency. These guys have played a lot of football together as a fivesome. What you know, I, I'm not asking for five guys every single play to be on the same page, but it seems like they'll go a really good play where you go, man, they Harburg got sprung because of of Piper pulling or, you know, Scott eating up a double team or something like that. But then the next play, there's a breakdown. I mean, that's all we're asking for is consistency. And, you know, I, I don't think we can, we can have a full in-depth offensive conversation 
if the offensive line isn't more consistent. Because if they're more consistent and Harburg still has some issues, okay, now our focus shifts back to the quarterback. So I think it's 11 guys that are under the gun. It's, it's a disjointed offense right now that, thank God, they have that defense. Because that defense, quick change defense last night, really, really good. Yeah. Gary, really fast here. You were getting killed on Twitter last night for a tweet about Ben Scott and that, that personal foul. And while I don't necessarily agree with you that it shouldn't have been a personal foul call and it was harsh and maybe there was some sarcasm in that tweet, I do want to say something that I said in our post-game reaction show. And while Ben <laughs> Scott got flagged for that, that late hit, that's the kind of nasty that Nebraska is trying to build up in their football program. Not necessarily the, yeah. uh, the after-the-play nasty, but the fact that your offensive line wants to go out and essentially hurt people. That's, that's well, what okay. Nebraska wants in their offensive line. I kind of like seeing it. I'm not mad about the personal foul. I wasn't mad about the personal foul from Ben Scott a couple of weeks ago either. So I just want to get your thoughts, maybe some clarification on that tweet. Okay, so I was watching the game on a, on a delay, so I had a little lag. And so after I saw the replay, I immediately put out a tweet. My bad. Check that. Bad play. But to your point, Elijah, and I, and I referenced Cam Jurgens. Remember the Oklahoma game where he was like 15, 20 yeah. downfield and still blocking Straight. and they called him? So that's that's what you want. You know, you don't want to take it too far. And, 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 and I went back after the game and looked at it. And I mean, it was Ben Scott crossed the line. But you like to see that fire. But, but I also think, guys, you like to see offensive linemen that are down the field blocking. Last night, another key, uh, a subtle thing about – Nebraska offensively, I thought their wide receivers blocked really well. Mm-hmm. Yes. I thought yeah. they set the edge. And, and, and Nebraska wanted to get dirty last night. Heck, even Malachi Coleman, who, you know, I think yep. Malachi's trying to figure out the whole college experience on the football field. There's a lot of stuff, you know, there's a lot of stuff coming at him, um, you know, trying to figure out where he's supposed to be. I thought he looked, he looked a lot looser last night. He wasn't trying to overthink things. But, man, Malachi got dirty last night. He, he was able to make some blocks and take some guys out and to hold that edge. So, again, that's all part of the disjointed part of this offense is you go series where, man, guys are clicking. This is what it looks like is execution. Then the next series, you're like, why is the ball on the turf? What are we doing here? And that's the frustrating part now if you're trying to project, okay, how good is this Nebraska team? Well, I don't know because the offense can't start stacking series to go, man, they've got it. They've turned the corner. And that's what they'll do in the bye week. And, you know, around here, people will discuss what they should do at quarterback. You know, I, I'm, I'm glad you brought up Malachi Coleman for, for a couple of reasons. Is You know, Matt Rule in his past at both Temple and Baylor has gone to the youth movement early. It, it seems like he's not doing that here because he likes who he inherited. He likes the mentality. But due to injuries, he's almost being forced into it. And Chris has to get his dog in check. We'll get that figured out soon enough. Um, maybe there's an intruder, uh, and, but don't worry. The German shepherd's keeping them safe. Mark, it's just you, know, you and I, Elijah and Schmidt have bailed. Yeah. They just left. It's fine. It's fine. How about dogs? By the way, they're just ready to throw down at any second. It's like, fellas, <laughs> like, like when was the last time you had to actually bite anything? Like, you know, you're fine. You're sitting in the suburbs in Lincoln, <laughs> Nebraska. Everything's going to be okay. Um, so, so going back to Malachi, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> yeah, back to well, Malachi. I I got in on that nice little uh, salvo. You fired. What do you think? I'm, uh, I'm I'm needing I'm needing guard dogs or something like that. No, we're just we're just saying that it's just weird that dogs just feel like they have to throw down at any second. It's like you're in the suburbs in Lincoln, Nebraska, Gertie. It's going to be okay. You are under no threat right now whatsoever. Uh, so just chill. 
But all right, so Malachi, it, it, it kind of rules being a little bit forced into the youth movement. It wasn't his plan. I mean, think about it. Quarterback, he was going to go with Jeff Sims, a veteran guy that's got Power 5 experience. He was going to have, you know, Gabe Irvin, Ramir Johnson, Anthony Grant, some, you know, veteran tailbacks. He was going to have Xavier Betts, who I guess you couldn't call him veteran, but he's been around the block, played a lot of football. Marcus Washington, you bring in a Billy Kemp. Like, yeah. he was trying to bring in and play, you know, guys that, that have been around the block. Now, Washington, we don't know what the status is, but Malachi's been thrust into playing time. Emmett Johnson's been thrust into playing time. Heinrich Harburg is your starting quarterback now. You're kind of forced into that youth movement, and I think in particular for Malachi, last night is the first time that he got to – he played an entire game. It wasn't spot duty. It wasn't come in for a snap or two. It was pretty much the whole game he was out on the field. And, Gary, I'm, I'm sure you're seeing it too. Or I'm curious, Chris and Elijah, if you're seeing it as well. But um, Malachi is an interesting guy to cover. You know, and if if you've played or watched defensive backs, there's certain – those long striders are difficult to defend because yep. they just – you know, they make one little move and then all of a sudden they can create separation just kind of out of nowhere. And you're just like, how did that dude glide past – Malachi gets open, right? Mm-hmm. If if, yep. if they can protect enough, dude, he's he's liable to be open on some seam routes, open on some deep posts, a la Samore Torre style. I feel like he's coming along and will be more of a factor. I, I just can't imagine that by the end of the year, he's only going to have like five catches. I think he's coming along and and he's if if you're rule, you have to play him. Like you literally have to now. You don't have a choice. It's not. It's not like oh, let's get Malachi touches. It's like we have to get Malachi in the game. And on on film, I think you're going to see that he's getting open. Do you think that's a guy that Nebraska mm-hmm. maybe could count on for some plus production in the past game, as we hit the second half of the year? Um, I, I hope so, because and that would be more of a growth part of Malachi. Here's Malachi's problem: he hasn't been on the field because. We have, we have a situation that we've seen in the past with an elite wide receiver is not knowing enough of the playbook that, that they can only put you out there for certain things. And they're not mm-hmm. going to put you out there to be a, a decoy to just run a go route, and they're never going to throw you the football. So the fact that, and you brought up a good point, Mark, that he played a good majority of the game last night, I think is a good sign that he's starting to understand what his position's role is in the offense and where he's supposed to be. Um, because they had an issue earlier in the year, and again, he's a true freshman who who wasn't on campus early, is, you know, he was lined up in the wrong spot or he ran the wrong route. Now, it didn't result in a mm-hmm. turnover, but it threw off the entire play, um, and the play wasn't really going to him. Uh, it was it was near him. So the fact that he was on the field a lot last night, I think is a good sign, a good step in the right direction. I also think last night, because I looked at like Vincent Carroll Jackson traveled, and you're and you're you're absolutely right, Marks. Sometimes you're forced to play younger guys. Last night felt like a roster management game. Like they're starting mm-hmm. to figure out some guys that haven't played much or are starting to play more. That okay, you've proven that to us in a Big Ten game on the road. Your playing time is going up. That's what I kind of looked at last night because they are. You know, you look at that defense. They play a lot of guys, and there are what four seniors, and that includes Reimer. Mm-hmm. Can, can we, real quick thing, the one puzzling 
thing. Just curious on your take on this. Have you noticed that Matt Rule has mentioned more than twice about Heinrich Harburg's conditioning level and that he gets tired? Have you noticed that? He's he's brought that up like, um, you know, uh, Heinrich gets tired sometimes. And I'm like, wait, wasn't he one of the guys that was kind of in the uh, top 1% or whatever? Like he was regularly, like he works hard. He's obviously, he's not some... He doesn't look like he, he's, the, he's, a test, he's, 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 he's a testing phenomenon is what he is. That but, is but, conditioned. but they I, brought that up a couple times that like well, they're concerned about his conditioning level. And, and Heinrich brought it up himself, how his mom was like, Oh, I knew you were tired by watching. I'm like, so, well, so well, here, don't think about it, Mark. Like they're running Heinrich Harburg as a quarterback more than they're running the running backs. And at least you get rotation at the running back spot. You get rotation at the wide receiver spot with as much as they hmm. run Harburg. The guys at other positions that run that much get rotated in and out, and you just don't get that at the quarterback position. That, that's kind of my take mm-hmm. on that. Well, okay, so this is this is my read throughout the entire season. Matt Rule, it's always kind of an awkward conversation talking about his two quarterbacks, isn't it? Big like, time like, like he, I, I think, I think Harburg can be coached very hard. I don't think about the same way of Jeff Sims. Now, credit to Jeff Sims, he appears to be a really good teammate through all of this. But I think they realize that Harburg can be coached hard. But listen closely, because they usually go back-to-back days. The way the way Matt Rule talks about his quarterbacks compared to Satterfield, it's really an, an odd conversation on how they talk about each guy individually and where they are in terms of either their progress as a quarterback or if they're going to be back. Um, mm. I don't know. I just It's something that, that I, I, I've started to pick up on. And it's almost like, okay, is there one of the quarterbacks has tension with the OC or the head coach? Or, you know, we all know that Jeff Sims was their guy that they wanted to be successful. I don't know. It's right now, it's whatever quarterback can keep them out of the danger zone and can help them move the football team is the guy that should be playing. And Harburg has shown you enough. But at the end of the day, neither one of these quarterbacks are the right answer for where Nebraska needs to be down the road. Oh, shots fired. Do you think? Yeah, I'd say I've said it. The the starting quarterback for 2024 is not on campus. Really? How how can it be? If you want to get to where you're going, Mark, I I don't think either one of those two quarterbacks are the guy for what you need to do to elevate that offense. You don't think Harburg you can build around? No, I think I think Harburg is about as close to his ceiling as you'll you'll get right now. And and, and I could be I could be wrong because. They're not going to be able to develop him in 23. The last staff threw away a year of development of Harburg, um, and unfortunate for him. And I don't think you'll be able to work on some things during the course of the season because he's playing. So maybe in 24, but I don't know. I, I think he's I think he's as close to his ceiling as you're going to get. And I also, but but also I'll, I'll be fair here. I don't know what they want to do with their offense. We well, say right. they want to run the ball. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. This year has been kind of thrown a curveball, so they're just going. Let's run an offense to win football games. So I don't know what they're looking at down the road, but but they can't they can't move forward in twenty four without a different option at quarterback, in my opinion. Gary, if that's the option they picked for their mm. offense to go win football games, oof. Well, they, 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 y'all, y'all are some they, Harburg haters. I'm surprised. No, it's not a, hey, Mark, it's not a Harburg hater, okay? Because the kid is three and one as a starting quarterback. It is the simple fact that that offense isn't moving forward and that offense needs a quarterback that is dynamic that can move the offense forward can can 
overcome some of the defaults you have, but elevate everybody. And I just don't think that's Jeff Sims and Heinrich Harburg weren't going to be the guys. The bottom line is this offense is in a precarious position because they thought Jeff Sims was going to be that guy. And Jeff Sims wasn't that guy for two games. And so all of a sudden they've had to transition Hmm. to a quarterback who, guys, in the fall, he was number three. He was only Mm -hmm. number two because Purdy got hurt. So credit to Harburg that he has said, oh, the door is open. I'm going to take it. And he's three and one as a starting quarterback. But they are week to week in terms of that position where when they get to 24, they need to be 24, 25, 26. Absolutely. I don't don't disagree. I don't disagree that at his best, can, can, can HH throw it well enough? to be a threat. Uh, you love his toughness. You love him running the football. But just as, as nicely as he started last night, guys, three or four, 70 yards, uh, that 39-yarder down the seam, to down the sideline, rather, to Washington, what happened? You get the two-minute drill session where instead of getting out of Dodge, Illinois gets a field goal attempt because they say, uh, let's be aggressive, and, and there's three shots at interceptions. By, by Illinois. I mean, that's that's the inconsistency there. And then you have the decision-making discussion point about Sims, right? You love his athleticism. He can look good throwing the football, maybe a little bit better throwing the ball than, than Harburg. But then you get into reading the defenses and, and also being able to, to just make some decisions with the football. Um, and, and you really don't have an answer. Sharpie? Well, the, cover, the, the, one, the, the decision-making, I tell you, this is – I don't know what he was looking at throwing into that cover two with that last interception. Right. That's, you, know, you, you that's, don't throw it. That's you're in the fourth quarter. You have to be very cognizant of, you know what? We got to, if it, it, not every play needs to be a good play. Okay. There's sometimes yeah, yeah. to just chuck it and move on to the next play. And I don't know what he was looking at there. Now, fortunately, Illinois offensively has their identity has just gone down the drain, what it was supposed to be. And it didn't come back to bite you. But that's just a simple quarterback play that should be able to read the coverage with film work and practice during the week that in that situation, you don't make that mistake. You've now played enough football that it wasn't something they disguised that were like, oh, my God, I've never seen it. It's mm-hmm. just simple football 101 at that position. Now, you say now that's fair. That's fair. That was a that was a ridiculous decision for him to make. But at the same time, as a guy that's he's just, you know, his fourth game of any kind of meaningful playing time. He throws the ball away with some regularity. He seeks out stiff-arming dudes into the ground. <laughs> He's broken off some significant long runs. He does some weird Mahomes-style arm slot stuff on the run. Which sometimes is, is necessary, and it works yeah. out. Right. It's just like I, I think that the, the, the quickness with which he has acted like he belonged, that, that's been surprising to me. He doesn't seem overwhelmed yeah. by the moment. He he might be a little bit incompetent in terms of exactly where he's supposed to go or exactly which windows, but he, he doesn't lack for confidence. He's not playing stiff. He's not playing scared or anything like that, which I, I, that's more than half the battle at quarterback. Like, who was that cat? Joe Bowserman for Ohio State <laughs> years ago, right? Like, that's the extreme on the other end of somebody coming in that's just like, completely overwhelmed by the moment never gonna happen 
he, you're not you're he, not seeing that with Harbor. You're seeing a guy that thinks he belongs, acts like he belongs, has some skills, has some size, and has some throw, you know, some good sign. He threw the ball away probably three four times when he should have yesterday. Which that's that's tough. That's one of the hardest things for. I, I don't even think Adrian ever learned that right, in four years he, throwing the ball away. I, I just I don't know. I see better things from him. Harburg is Har- and Harburg should be the guy the rest of the year. Now I yeah. I think they're going to find a way to start to incorporate Jeff Sims, but I think Harburg should be the guy, and it becomes a conversation of if we're going to play both guys, who handles quarterback two better? Not quarterback one, but who handles quarterback two better? Harburg is Harburg is manageable for the rest of this season to get three wins in six games just to extend your season. But Mark, I I just don't, in my opinion, I just don't see how you can come back in 24 and not be different at that position if you want this offense to move forward. So now, for 23, if- 23, 10, the Carney tank is serviceable, and he's going to do things <laughs> you need him to do. But there's nothing that says when he's matched up against Baby Tua, he's going to be a better quarterback and win a game single-handedly. That's what Nebraska needs moving forward, is they need a guy that can win games at that position with his ability – when you need it. Fair. Weapon. But the, that's the a only thing I'm saying that's is, a twenty-four discussion. The twenty-three discussion but, is Harburg is your guy. Fair let no true. If you're able to actually land a Dylan Riola or a Tungavailoa type or a Penix type or whatever from the portal. Yeah. Or, or you're absolutely right. I'm not saying Harburg is is, you know, a, a, an elite quarterback at the division one level right now. I'm just saying when, when does Nebraska ever get that dude, right? Like, well, that's a good, that's good a great luck, question. Good luck getting a guy. That, good luck getting a guy that doesn't have warts that can do all the things yeah. that we're talking hey, about I, here. I, it's just I, Nebraska I know, doesn't get that guy. I know that when I say that because I'm like, okay, look at the portal guy they got this past year. Do you trust Rule and Satterfield to go find that guy? There that's where it, it isn't is that and, the ceiling of what you could expect. I think I no. think that's the oh, ceiling of what you could expect. It, it, it can't be. It, it, it can't be. You, you're in a situation where. You should be able to. I mean, I look around college football. We're going to watch college football this morning. By the way, stress-free. Then we don't have to worry about a Nebraska game, and you can enjoy it. Um, Look at all of the portal guys around the country that are making impact. There are very few of the top ten quarterbacks right now in college football that are not portal guys. I'm not saying Nebraska has the ability to go get a top ten guy, but can they get a guy that is at least competent in this offense that you can elevate them? I mean, I, 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 I would hope so. You know, can you get everybody on board from the NIL to the recruiting to what they see, all of that stuff. I think that's a priority in the offseason because I don't think, you know, Danny Kalen's coming in. He's not a guy that's going to walk in and start. And 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 Sims, Sims is too much of a liability to get you to where you want to go. And I think they need that guy to elevate this offense because they're, they're, they can't do this again in 24, especially because, guys, that defense is, is only scratching the surface. That defense is going to get really, really good, and it's going to have dudes that we go, man, I wouldn't want to go up against that guy. So you kind of owe it to that side of the ball to make sure that when you transition to next season, that offense is in a good spot, that that offense isn't going to let the defense down, and that defense goes balls out and only gives up seven points, but yet with four minutes to go, they're thinking, man, are we going to lose this game? Sharpie, you nailed it. There's got to be for real complimentary football where there's a, a competent offense next season 
you get through this year and year one and, and Harburg can help you do that. And if he can make that jump, it's not like rules, not going to allow competition to exist for the quarterback spot. But I think you hit on something with the evaluation part and can, can rule and, and Satterfield, they can find a quarterback, but can they pick the right one moving forward? And, I, I think of DJ out at Oregon State that transferred from Clemson. He looks like a different dude. Man, Cam Ward from Incarnate Word, the kid that's killing it at Washington State, was there, was going to visit Nebraska, didn't end up visiting Nebraska. And of all the schools, the old misses of the world, the LSUs, the Nebraskas, the Oklahomas, Cam Ward ends up at a Washington State. And I'm not yeah. thumbing my nose at them, but look what they landed. Look what they got. I mean, there, there are some difference makers out there in the portal. And then you want Sims to bounce back. And if he gets an opportunity, you, 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 you pull for the kid to really make the most of a second chance. But there's also that apprehension because of, of, his, of his history and just how this year started. You, you don't trust it. And you, you just don't really trust much on the offense, either because of the offensive line or they're they're just limited with injuries or personnel. So yeah, it's gotta be different and they gotta find a way to just stabilize. But they've got to get better over the, the, the bye week and then figure out a way to not be uh, an offense that gives a well, football gives a football away three times. I, I know we're up against it, and this or, is for you yeah. three and I and I won't I, I, I'm just throwing this question out there because I'm curious and I see a lot of the comments in the stream. So this offense has taken – I mean, they're dinged up. They got – look at the wide receiver room. We knew that coming into the year. But they thought Jeff Sims would be that guy, that he's dynamic enough that, man, he could throw guys open and they would be fine there when you lose mm-hmm. a couple of playmakers. And then you didn't expect Garcia Castaneda, of course, to go down that early. Then you no. you know, you know, might lose Marcus Washington. Knock on wood, you don't. Mm-hmm. But you might lose him for a game or two. So you got some wide receivers out there where three wide receivers essentially have taken up 95% of your snaps. You're starting to use Fedoni, and he definitely is a weapon. You don't really have the running backs out of the backfield that you can throw to. So there are some limitations on what they do offensively. But this is a 23 discussion. Leave it in 23. What do you do if you're Satterfield and Rule? Because last night the cameras caught them, and Rule brought it up in the postgame. You know, he was kind of no, 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 no. Are they going to call plays – sticking their head in the playbook of this is what we want to do or are they going to call plays this is what we have to do with who we have boom yes we talked about this after minnesota restraint is what it is all about this year i don't care what your playbook says do not drop harburg back i mean break glass if needed if you absolutely have to on straight dropbacks sure like two a game like that's it like literally just be who you are he's a 50 percent passer throwing to receivers who aren't even going to get an 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 invite to an nfl camp like who's going to be an nfl receiver that nebraska has available and healthy right now like there's he has nobody you have one tailback that has any kind of experience you have an offensive line that can't pass protect like that's who you are meanwhile your offensive line is actually getting downfield a little bit and putting dudes on the ground. You're able to possess the ball. You got a quarterback that'll stiff arm a dude straight into the ground. That's what you are. You know, so even if it's third and six and you're at the 50 
and the play call sheet says, oh, drop back and a little combo route over here. And uh, no, <laughs> no, that doesn't work. You're Stop it. I, I, and I wonder, I, I hope that is the conversation that Rule is trying to have with Satterfield of just like, dude, you got to get out of the playbook and look at what's going on here. Because when that happens, yep. I don't know. They, they, they move the ball a little bit better, it appears. It is so limited with what they want to do versus what they can do, and I don't think they've got an limit They've got a, they've got a bye week. Limit it. They've got a bye yeah. week to try and keep getting better and get it figured out. Well, hi, yeah. sweetie. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. <laughs> I was just talking to the lovely wife. But, but at the end of the day, this discussion, guys, Nebraska wakes up today 3-3, three and three, and I think most of us thought, I don't know, I'm not going to say most of us, but on a short week post-Michigan that Illinois, before we saw what they looked like when the season kicked off, this would be a loss. Nebraska yep. won a Big Ten road game on a short week yep. after their coach put them on, put them on alert. Mm-hmm. That says that's a nice step in the right direction. They're 3-3 three and three with plenty of warts on one side of the ball. I think we would take that in the current state. If Nebraska's a nationally ranked program and they're humming right along, we are we are not happy with twenty and seven. Nebraska is a five hundred football program in twenty three. Winning is hard. That's a good win last night for where Nebraska is right now. Gary Sharp, the Iron Horse, Sharpie. God love you. Enjoy your weekend. Thanks for doing a little OT with us here, as uh, Nebraska able to to get their record even. Are we are we this or are we this today when the kickoff happens in two hours? I, I want up the horns up or horns down. So, so are we going I, UT I, or are we going OU? I'm going, I want, this is what I want. This is what happens. I, I cannot bring myself to do the horns up under any circumstance whatsoever. Gary, by the way, we didn't even get to get into, ah, man, maybe we can talk Gary about wants to run time. away. He's done. I know. I, know. <laughs> I don't have anything for 11 minutes. <laughs> Oh, no, it just, you know, the uh, the Husker baseball team's got its red-white game on Wednesday. Uh, well, they have the series coming up. Um, I'm going down to that. Okay. Uh, yeah, the red-white ball game. Well, I, you know, that'd be great if you wanted to sit and talk. I know you like baseball. You've worked in baseball. You know about baseball. Yeah. I like baseball. Uh, I think, you know, I just think, uh, yeah, that, that'll be interesting to see as Will Bolt does. Frank Solis tripping yeah. by. Uh, it's the yeah, bye week. Yeah, it's the bye week. I wouldn't yeah. be bringing this up if it wasn't the bye week. There's nobody to break yeah. down. So. A lot of baseball talk next Saturday. Y'all ready? Y'all ready for this? I'm ready for this. Um, one other quick thing, because I'm looking at my 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 sheet here. Do we have a upset in the Big Ten today? Does Purdue win in Iowa City? Does Maryland keep it close against Ohio State? Uh, I really want to see what Maryland's think- about when they face a defensive significance. Really want to see that. I think Maryland hangs around for a little bit, but then Ohio State's a little too much. No, wait, Maryland. No, Maryland's got Maryland's got Ohio State, right? Okay, yep. so they're at yeah. Are there chinks in the armor at Ohio State? Is that wishful thinking? I, I, defensively, I know they've been good. They've been holding teams points wise, but just overall physicality, I I don't know, man. I just uh, their defensive line is talented. They haven't played up to what they should be. They haven't generated a lot of sacks, but on the back end against that Maryland offense that chucks it around. Ohio State's pass defense is pretty good. Hmm. 
Yeah. Then they'll, 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 they still yeah. got a ways to go, says Coach Holtz, about being physical. And they're good. They're better. <laughs> uh, they're, they're, they're better, but they're not what they were okay. five to seven years ago. The, ne- the last two days, it says nothing like this about Big Ten West football. They put the Nebraska-Illinois game on a Friday night. And they don't want the country to watch Purdue Iowa, so they put them behind the Peacock wall. I was I was just going to ask you if if Purdue over Iowa would be considered an upset because I think if uh, if last night was any indication, it's time for the Big Ten West to start Big Ten Westing, and Purdue <laughs> getting a, a thirteen to ten win over Iowa would be ultimate Big Ten West. I'm not sure if you can call that an upset, but I, I'm ready for it. Uh, well, well, it's just it's nice to not have to worry about. Uh, playing a football game on a Saturday for the next two weeks. And we get to see nope. what, what Deacon Hill is all about at quarterback for Iowa. I, for one, cannot wait. I'm going to pour a vodka and find the golf clubs. So, uh, <laughs> Guys, Sharpie be good. Great Appreciate conversation oh, with all your uh, listeners as well. That's okay, Matt. We can disagree. Boy, that's what makes you a great person listening to this show. Appreciate it. Matt says, time. I disagree it's with the Gary. First time. Rule is about defense and run the ball, not dynamic. Is Michigan dynamic? Michigan is the model. That's what he says. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. They were pretty it's dynamic. Weird. It's a weird 23 offense that just is – you have to take this in a silo week to week, and Northwestern will be the next up, and who knows what – you know, if it'll have any bearing on what Illinois looked like. So we'll see. But, guys, I appreciate it as always. Uh, enjoy your uh, weekend. Great, great stuff all week from the uh, three of you.